the biggest key to being able to succeed through and with other people is the ability to connect with them. Welcome to the Disruptance Podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Every week on the show, we aim to disrupt the way real estate agents and entrepreneurs think about their business and about life in order to make them more profitable and productive. And this week, Mike, what I want to disrupt is the way you feel about people. Hey, I want to disrupt the way that our listeners feel about people by diving into the difference between the unsexy yet incredibly critical topic of empathy and sympathy. Tyler, so that we can all get on a level playing field, can you pull out your uh, Webster's Dictionary there and, um, and, and get us a baseline of what is sympathy and then what is empathy? According to grammar.yourdictionary.com, sympathy is feeling is a feeling you share with another person. Empathy is the ability to understand the emotions of another person. So let me give you an example of a sentence for each. <laughs> I was saddened to hear of the of the passing. And I, was, I was I I never said something. Like, I was saddened to hear of his passing and gave his family my deepest sympathy. That's like a sentence I want to say. Um, let's find a sentence I might. Um, we didn't expect a sympathy vote in the election, but happily, the underdog won. Um, let's do one more to make it you know, an even three. We didn't expect a... I just read that one. Mm -hmm. We felt such sympathy for our neighbors who lost everything in the wildfires, but we donated what we could. Let's go to empathy. Empathy. Here's an example of that. Surprisingly, her parents showed empathy and calmly listened to her side of the story. Um, the killer could not offer any empathy for his victims or their families. As I had lost my job last year, I had empathy for my friend when she was fired. Since becoming a mother, I have developed a great deal of empathy for those who have lost children. So... And my, my takeaway is if you've experienced what they are dealing with, and I was telling you guys about this before we started rolling, um, I, I experience empathy when I see a real estate agent get interrupted with something they're doing, and then they have to like take that phone call because you got to answer it. Right. You got to deal with the inspection or you got you to prospect. And you might be in the middle of watching a movie with your family and or out to eat but you gotta you gotta take that call i feel for that i feel for agents that when they have to do that sometimes agents don't care yeah. i cared so much when i i hated that feeling of going to my phone when i was in real estate and just mm -hmm. dreading the missed calls if i were gone from my <laughs> phone for 30 minutes and i was yeah. like there's so much that i'm gonna have to deal with when i look at this phone and uh I, now I record podcasts talking about real estate. So here we are. So what was an example of, did you have an example of sympathy? Right. Cause you said you're yep. empathetic if, um, if an agent goes to their phone, cause you can recognize that emotion because it, it attaches to something you've previously felt. What was the sympathy emotion you gave? Um, example? I don't think I gave one, but I, you said you couldn't recognize what you, you've never lost a, a parent, a parent right? yes, you're right. Yeah, I haven't lost a parent, so I'd feel sympathetic to somebody that had, had lost a parent. Um, on a lighter note, like 
I feel sympathetic that it that Eric's furniture is delayed. So I feel for him <laughs> because yes. we're being able to like try out different spots within his house. That's right. As his furniture rolls in from like it's six months ago. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have little to no empathy for the supply chain either. So I'm with you, bro. So I, I love this. Like when we last week when we were because this is something that we kind of get together and we want to like talk through. Uh, after last week's show, uh, the empathy came up. And so um, I've, I've kind of felt a tug, you know, I wanted to kind of like get clarity around that. So a lot of the issue is there's empathy and then there's displaying empathy. And see, there's there's a subtle difference there. And so, like, I know we talked about in the podcast, we talked about uh, exhibiting uh, empathy yeah. versus actually having empathy are two things. So um, the the I think as a society, like you were, what kind of prompted this? We were talking yeah. about, well, so you want to talk about what prompted? Yeah. So a couple of things that came up in conversation when I was, um, when I was teaching one, we, you know, I, um, of course, uh, being in a relationship, um, you, you encounter all kinds of situations in life when, um, with, when sympathy and empathy um, show up. My belief is that empathy is the most powerful or empowering emotion or um, display for someone to feel. And so it's a conversation we have at home um, oftentimes, which is, you know, do you want empathy or do you want a solution? Um, so it comes, comes up at home in, in conversation. And, and then, you know, I think that empathy becomes the most um, effective way oftentimes of um, this is going to sound as, as a negative, but, I, but I, I truly mean this as a positive is empathy is the most effective way of um, accomplishing forward progress towards uh, and oftentimes in sales, that means um, persuasion. Right. And so in order to persuade, oftentimes um, we need empathy. Um, What's well, the ultimate came, way to connect? Like when I'm right. connecting on that level with someone, like it's like you're moving in partnership. Correct. And so like, when we, I'm sorry, I cut you off. But what were you saying? No, I love that example because it, it, you're right. I th like the mental image when you when you paraphrase it that way to me is almost like this tethering. Right. It's like this this link between two people on a similar plane or similar, similar wavelength where, um, they're, they're feeling understanding and yep. alignment of, um, goals oftentimes are, are unified. And so you would imagine that persuasion happens much more effectively because there's finally alignment that we're no longer seeing resistance. We're seeing, we're seeing alignment. We're one. You're yeah. actually empathy binds us together. Like, yeah. So, like, last week, we were talking about, like, the show, and when you empathize with people, you will move for them. Like, yeah. But if, it's, if, if you don't have empathy for them, you don't move the same way. Does that, if it's us or them. I love that, um, the idea of thinking about it as um, in order for it not to be us versus them, there has to be empathy, right? So um, we'll, I want to... I totally. Wanna I'm going to make one quick statement. The, the third thing that it came up in conversation last week, we'll put a pin in them. We'll come back to, um, which was, um, there was, a, there was a clip from the show two weeks ago, um, when we were talking about racial inequality and in housing where, um, where I said, um, 
that one of the very first things that has to happen is there has to be leadership and that we have to um, exempt, we have to exhibit empathy. And, um, and so I love this because we, we have two different perspectives on the idea of whether empathy is like a show of emotions or whether it has to exclusively be like a, f- something that you like feel and are compelled to. I so we'll come love, back to that. I love that you <laughs> went there. Cause yeah, that's what I want to talk about. I think yeah. that's a huge difference, but go ahead. So let's, let's first get a baseline, um, like level of ensuring that we, that everyone understands like what empathy is. And then, um, and then we'll unpack that idea of whether empathy is, is a showing or, or is an that's action. Oh, that's the gap. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so empathy, Empathy to be to um, like Tyler mentioned from a definition standpoint is empathy is um, one's ability um, to to put themselves into someone else's perspective, and oftentimes we think about it as putting ourselves in the perspective of someone who's experiencing an an act or um, or the infliction of pain. Okay. Okay. And so all of the re all, there's a ton of data and research and, and, um, and MRI activity that indicates that, um, we have the ability to understand empathy, um, as infants, right? Is that as children, another child can watch, um, a child being harmed or hurt or, um, in, experiencing some mechanism of pain and feel that same pain. There's brain activity mm. in the child who's watching the pain or watching the other person experience pain. Um, that is, um, that, that activates the mirror neurons or, um, the ability to, to also feel or, or light up when they watch someone else experiencing pain. And so we know that, uh, um, we know that that happens to children. Um, There's research even showing that mice and many other animals um, experience the brain activity of Mm. empathy when watching um, other, other mice or geese experience um, pain. So, so we know that then that we have to understand that empathy is a physiological response. Okay. Right. If if that's the case, there is an act, action in the brain that occurs when we see someone else going through an, an item of pain. And so the difference between whether we display sympathy or empathy is, in my opinion, whether or not we take that person's perspective. That becomes the gap. Okay. Right. Is that the difference between sympathy, which in my opinion is a disempowering or a diminishing display of emotion Um, compared to empathy, which is an empowering and aligning emotion is whether or not we first take that person's perspective. I agree. I totally agree. It's almost sympathy can be patronizing. Absolutely. It is. You know what I'm saying? We, I, we were saying off air before we went on is is I I hate sympathy. Like absolutely hate it. It's It's awkward for me. It's awkward for you to give it to me. Like it is so emasculating to me. Like (laughs) it is like, Hey, I'm sorry. You're a little bitch. Like that's how it makes me feel. Like is you're just, a. it, 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 I, I understand that, um, when someone is giving me sympathy, that that's not their intent. That's just how I receive it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it could be, I mean, I, 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 
am okay getting it and giving it. It's just kind of like an awkward thing, and you when you're going through something, so it's uncomfortable more so for me. Um, but I think that we we need to get clear, like what you hit on the the the, the thumbtack is. I think is where our gap is, and so we're really good at displaying um, empathy. We're really good. We have systems in place to allow us to give back to the United Way. We, we you know, go and, and donate to gleaners and we do those things. Um, but the difference between sympathy and empathy is, to me, is this. So when you've had, like, say, a, a thunder, like a, a snowstorm, okay, and you've lost your power and it's cold in your house and you don't know when your power is going out, okay, or when your power is going to come back in. Um, then think, next time you're at, you know, in the hood, you think this is happening every day here. So then when you are able to flip that switch and realize, okay, that is happening there, that is me. Like, I'm, that's how, how did I feel when I didn't have power, like, you know, for a day I was scared. I was upset. And being able to like put yourself in that other person's perspective versus having, oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. I'm really sorry that happened to you. So if you, if you take it from the approach like that could be me, you do something about it. You make a change. And that's what empathy is. When you say, oh man, I'm sorry about that, you keep it pushing. Yeah. So you see what I'm saying? That's the biggest difference between the two. Yeah, when you when you say I'm sorry that happened, what you really have done is you've not let that emotion of the other person's perspective inside of you. Right? No. You've not been willing to to feel what it what it would feel like. Now understand too, from a you know, this is this is challenging because as I listened to you, one of the thing in that example you gave was um is I was like, okay, um, maybe in that moment wouldn't feel empathetic. And I say that in, in what, one of the things I want to make a point of is that empathy is taxing. It is. And it takes time. And so the challenge in today's society is, is that we, um, there are so many causes and so many ways in which we should be empathetic towards, um, towards humanity and towards each other. And yet it is, uh, it, it takes a lot of time and it exerts a heavy tax on your neurosystem. So guess we, we shut it down. So well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We shut it down and we systematize it and we go to gleaners on the, th on, and that's what's going on here is we've made it efficient Yeah. versus we've, exhibited instead of actually having empathy we're really good at exhibiting yeah so i want to think about this from the person who's listening as an entrepreneur or as a real estate agent and go okay well why the hell does any of this matter okay right like okay that's cute right is there's a difference between empathy and sympathy but so what well the so what if we apply it to a business standpoint or to a sales standpoint or to a leadership standpoint is is that understand that when that when you run a business or when you exist um, in this world that where you succeed with other people and through other people that the the single key the, the biggest key to being able to succeed through and with other people is the ability to connect with them right right and so the, the most effective way to connect is to be empathetic and that means perspective taking 
of the other person that you're in communication with, which means then as a leader, you have to slow down in order to connect with someone that you work with or in order to connect with someone that you need to, to um, achieve results through. Um, otherwise, what, you'll, what you encounter is a lot of resistance and a lot of unwillingness to be effective. Yeah, and an, another thing is it's, it could be a business model. It could be your big why. So it could end up actually fueling your business if you're into like, uh, whatever you're passionate around, you can set goals around that and you can infuse that within, within the DNA of your organization. So that's good for the community and it also can be good from a morale perspective. Uh, I have a friend of mine that he is, mad, he's written books on it. He's um, Tim uh, Mormon, he's, uh, we're not Mormon, uh, Moorhead. Sorry, I'm mixing people up. He's um, uh, over at TCC. Uh, uh, yeah. the cellular connection and they have it rooted within their business giving back initiatives. And so it's a huge thing that can fuel your business. Yeah. So we have to, we have to take the perspective of other people in, in business in order to achieve results, especially from a leadership standpoint. And then we have to understand that um, we have to be able to differentiate our emotions from someone else's emotion in that particular instance. And oftentimes the effective way to get alignment and to move forward or get, to gain progress is to label that emotion as well. Yeah. Right? Because labeling it then helps to make the connection that there's alignment between, between two people, that there is a shared understanding of the experience, the pain, or the feeling. Yeah, you have clarity, you're lockstep. To be honest with you, if you have, if you, it's another form of like, Intimacy when you're building a team and you guys are working and you're you're firing on all eight cylinders, you've got to be able to put yourself in their from their perspective when you're making decisions. So then it also is an effective way to negotiate. Okay, um, because again, empathy can be a uh, an effective way to to change the dynamic, the energy, the resistance of a particular situation where you're at an impasse. And so when I think about, um, you know, in, in our particular industry, like let's say it's real estate and in this market, there's not nearly as much um, negotiation as there have been in years past because um, now it's taking, uh, it's not, it's not negotiation in the traditional sense in that you're not negotiating necessarily for like the lowest like money off on, on right. each particular house. Right. Oftentimes what you're doing is negotiating for the best terms, the best price, um, you know, the best, best potential outcome. Um, and, and that, that is obviously worth something, but what I have to do then is I have to, um, in order to exhibit, um, empathy in a negotiation, the most effective thing I can do is first go in taking the perspective of the person that I'm negotiating with. Right. Okay, so if I'm negotiating with a listing agent, then I want to go. I'm going to audit myself as a listing agent. Put myself in the perspective of if I'm the listing agent, what would I want? Right. What would I be thinking? What would I be feeling? What would I be wanting to hear? And when I put myself in that position, now I can change the dynamic of the conversation. I'm shifting to us instead of being adversarial. We're we're side by side in this negotiation. That's right. We're aligned. And so I'm going to tactically then use empathy to negotiate for the client um, or to negotiate for you know whatever whatever my um, agenda or cause is. Let's say. And so um, by perspective taking and then by emotional understanding and emotional labeling. 
Um, I'm, I'm going to be able to strengthen my client's position and increase the likelihood of getting a desirable outcome. It's fueled. Like, so I have a client, I met with a client like we have the fallacy. We have this fallacy that people are moving to something. They're moving from something. Yeah. And by understanding what they're moving from, you are demonstrating empathy because now I need to understand. Okay. Like, for example, I have a, I've told this story uh, before on the podcast. I had a client that I wanted to understand why she was moving from her place. She mentioned these little neighbor boys kept smoking weed by her, by her in her apartment and she got tired of it. And one time somebody, uh, uh, was trying to climb in her window. And so when I met with her later on to have this conversation, I wanted to get her why. Why is it? Well, you know what? I know in this new place you won't have the issues that you've been having uh, at your last place. I was able to put myself in her shoes and say, look, yeah. this is the reason why you're doing this. And so I was able to, one, it fueled me throughout the process because guess what? As an agent, I want to fix that problem. That's right. <laughs> right? That's right. Yeah. So I had empathy because I wanted to fix her problem. It gave me the fuel that I needed and it gave her the fuel that she needed to take action because we were clear. And, on what that and was. you wouldn't have wanted to fix that problem if you were just sympathetic towards her. Right. I'm like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm so they sorry was, you're dealing with that. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. sorry. But being empathetic, I understood. I, she was really upset. And I yeah. was like, you know what? I'm going to fix that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because it's oftentimes I think that one of the keys to empathy can be is just giving a damn. That's it. Now, is actually giving a damn about someone else in that particular moment, being willing to stop, detach from you know, the 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 mind, the stories that are going on in your head, everything that you're doing in the moment, um, and then just giving a damn in that particular instance about what someone else is thinking, feeling, and experiencing, because it actually ends up being the most effective and the fastest way to get to a, a desirable outcome, anyway. That's what's so exhausting about it is there's so many things to give a damn about. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really exhausting. So I think we just kind of get into this atrophy where we just don't give a damn about anything. That's right. We do. In fact, Mike, what we know is that some of the research shows us that um, while we develop the, the um, physiological brain imaging response as infants to, to, um, be triggered or to have that mirror neuron effect when someone else is experiencing pain, we do start to like blunt it or diminish it and, and desensitize from it. Um, oftentimes as we, as we grow up, depending on culture, especially, but one of the challenges that we know is that it's, it's oftentimes much harder to be empathetic towards strangers. It's harder to be empathetic towards members of another race or another out group. And it's, and it's more challenging to be um, empathetic towards individuals marked by social stigma. Right. And, and so um, w we know that desensitizing towards that physiological response um, is, is something that goes on every single day, which is why I think then where we get at this, this, um, the, the 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 portion that we put a pin to earlier which was is empathy a display of emotions or is it a feeling of emotion or is it a is it we're actually just conflating and blending the two saying the same thing because um 
what I think first is that empathy becomes a skill that has to be practiced after we first exert the willingness to want to be empathetic. Empath- empathy starts with a desire to be willing to be empathetic. And then it becomes a skill set that we have to build over time through practice because yep. for some reason we've become desensitized to it, right? Through I think life. It's a mindset, bro. I really do. I just think it's like, where's that gap? Is it okay? Am am, do I okay? Am I empathetic at displaying empathy, or am I empathetic (laughs) and actually feeling empathy? You Uh, see what I'm saying? I do. I do. I think there's a conflation there, and I think as a society, we're really good at displaying empathy and not actually having it. So here's what's 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 fascinating. So is um, because it's easy for me to take my own perspective. Um, because especially from a clip in which um, it's it's easy to pick on that one right where I said exhibit empathy, um, and it makes for a good topic of conversation as well. Is that um, if for me to be empathetic, I then have to say, okay, I understand, I feel, I see how one would hear me say exhibit empathy and receive that as something that is either disingenuous or not um a no. not also corresponding to the feeling no what i think is this close your eyes and think of a time that you were scared okay and think of a time that you were something and then when somebody else is going through that think that's the reason why like i understand why they're and like a, a lot of the issues that we're having that is Everything boils down to anxiety, y'all. So, like, anxiety on top of each other. It's like the systematic bills. Like, every time I hit up, okay, you're driving down the street. You hit a pothole. Have you been on 38th Street? Like, if you, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, that's every day. So, like, you approach it differently if, if you're like, okay, this is me. This is happening to me than if this is happening to them. So yeah. like the like last week you did a um, a description and it was beautiful it was flowery you're talking about Abraham Lincoln and and you were talking about how he had to, like he had to like immerse himself and like study him the, the thing with empathy that's to me that's acting acting is different than empathy so do you see what I'm saying that's the so like when I'm acting I'm still someone else. But when I have empathy, it's me. That's yeah. the gap. I think the challenge becomes we're, um, the challenge of communication becomes the the um, confusion of words, right? Because um, what what the the concept of mirror neurons would tell us would be that like when I see when when it, when a, when an infant sees another infant when a child sees another child experience this it lights up a similar pain receptor right and so that mirror that is mirroring the same feeling or the same response where we get where we get really stuck is the words then of how yes. each other would describe it but they but they do have to <laughs> but they have to exhibit Empathy becomes effective when it's when it's shown, when it's exhibited, yeah. right? It is when we exhibit the feeling that someone that's knows. That's when we signal it. That's not necessarily. I can. We talked about we can be a narcissist. We can be like totally lack of empathy, right? And still go donate. We can still go and sure. do things. Yeah. So that's the that's the exhibit, right? But that's not necessarily having it. 
Correct. Those two things don't have to be synonymous, but I guess you're a sociopath if they're not. <laughs> and so, right. um, so here's the, here's the interesting thing though, is I think is that most of the time we can, t- most of the time, I believe we can tell the difference between genuine empathy and sociopathic displays of hollowed empathy or the attempt to be empathy. I think that's where the sympathy part comes in is that like, if we know someone is disingenuous in their empathy, it oftentimes we feel it, we experience it. It doesn't, we don't have that same connection. Right? Like we go, okay, I don't, I especially think about this in arguments um, and disagreements in relationships because um, we have, we have, we work on this a lot at home. Um, <laughs> And I've spent a ton of time in therapy working on it, right? We've, we've talked about, um, I mean, I, I can remember going into, uh, I can remember in, I think I went to therapy first in 2012, 13, something in that range. And, and being asked the question of when was the last time you were sad? And with a badge of pride, I said, I don't know, okay. maybe like seven, eight, nine. I, I don't know. Yeah. And I thought that was a positive thing, right? I thought that was a really good thing that I had couldn't tell you if and when I was last sad. And it took um, it took practicing um, to actually feel emotions, to have the idea of actually feeling emotions. It wasn't until I practiced feeling emotions over and like building that. Um, like resensitizing yeah, yeah resensitizing that um that i then started to be able to be more tolerant i think and start to feel empathy and so on um but i think the challenge becomes though is that when we don't get um when we when we don't receive genuine empathy then we don't actually have any real alignment if there's a disagreement or if there's not um, a unification of perspective. And I think that the, like, so the opposite of like, you can have too much empathy and be Captain Sable. Yeah. So like, that's the problem is like, you'll have empathy for everybody. Yeah. And then there's some people that you just can't help. So that was my problem. I'm such an empath that I had to deal it back. Yeah. (laughs) Tyler, I know that you obviously spent um, a lot of times working on things like this as well. Anything you can think of that you would add um, from your own experience or from a perspective on empathy? Um, on some small scales, I was just thinking um, every videographer or photographer is definitely at some point in time of their career, or if you haven't, you will at some point forget an SD card when you show up to the shoot. <laughs> yeah. And so when I get that grace. text message, they're like, uh, like Michael, our guy that's here, uh, filming, helping film, um, producer, producer, other producer. Produ- we got, we got Michael's here. Producer now, Mike so, and Mike now. Yeah. 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 Um, but I remember when I got a text message that he showed up to a shoot and forgot something like vital, like a battery or like a SD card. Was it? is the battery and I, i've been there i've been there so many times too like so like when and the I, pain when I read is in that, that response I, yeah when I, yeah so i read that and i was on a shoot myself and i was just like oh like i just i went to that time i remember i remember like the house that i was at when i had to do it yep. even for this podcast before i forgot an sd card and had to run to a cvs and you'll get it and so it's just like you just feel it and that's the best way i could describe that's empathy, empathy like on like a for me for my perspective 
Right. Yeah. But sympathy would be like, you know what? I'm sorry you did that. That's Take right. your ass and go get me like, a battery. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it, so, so this is a good point, Mike. You, you, my producer Mike, you bring up a, a good statement, which is that you, you had to tell someone who could empathize with you, because for because as social creatures, there is. There is something comforting and empowering about um, telling someone else who can understand our plight, who can feel the same plight that we're experiencing, um, where it, for whatever reason, it gives us a sense of comfort and a relief from that community. pain. Sense of community. Like, it get, yeah. That's right. It, it, it also, I think, is like it, it's almost giving us permission to, un, to, to work through that pain or that experience, um, and, and it's quickly relieving of itself. Yeah. Yeah. You get to talk to somebody that's been through the experience and you can kind of give yourself a little bit of grace and then you can also just vibe with somebody on something shitty that happened. And you, and you, you also give yourself, um, that, that grace to like forgive yourself given that it's happened to other people. Um, the challenge that we have in today's society, right. Is that, um, we're, you said earlier, we're, the world is experiencing a high degree of stress and anxiety. And what we know, um, there's a fantastic, uh, book by a a neuroscientist, uh, Lisa Feldman Barrett wrote a book, um, called the seven, I'm going to screw the title up, but it's something like the seven and a half brain lessons. But, um, but I want to read a couple of things. Um, and I don't usually like to read things verbatim, but, um, you know, when you're a neuroscientist and what you study is the neuroscience of emotions and empathy, it would be foolish for me to just go and paraphrase them and screw them up. But, um, but she talks about the, um, a lot about how right now, especially in a world where there's high stress and high anxiety, that being empathetic is, is highly taxing to our neurosystem. And so we have a hard time when we're stressed of seeing other per, other people's perspective. Okay. And, and so that could be one of the challenges. And, and, and she said that a lot of times when people say, don't be sad or don't be angry, really what they're saying is, I don't want to deal with you being angry or sad. I don't want to feel the, that way. So I want you to change or calm down. We're, we're immediately tempted to help try to regulate their emotions when in fact what people usually want is just empathy. Sometimes they may want a solution. And it's understanding the difference between does someone want to feel heard and understood or do they want a solution to their, to their pain or to what pains them? And we normally jump to whatever we want. That's give right. them a solution, Captain. Save them. Like yeah. that's what. Or we give them sympathy because we don't want to feel that. Right. We right. don't want to be sad. We don't want to be angry. We don't want to deal with that. So we go with sympathy because empathy is the one that has the most is the most taxing it's an investment. It is. That's right. It's an investment. I love. I love <laughs> that concept. And and so you know she talks about that that um, our brains are just meaning-making machines. Right? Is every day your brain just goes out and makes meaning of, of life from its own perspective. And understand that you're just always seeing your surroundings subconsciously and determining whether there are threats in the environment or right. um, can I eat this? Is this poisonous? Is this food? Are, is this, are these people safe? Are they, are they not? Am I belonging? Do I not? Right? You're, you're, yep. you're always making meaning of your surroundings. And, and so it's a useful practice for everyone to see the world through other people's point of view. Taking someone else's perspective is a way 
way to get closer to reality. It, delo- it dislodges you from the illusion that your way of seeing the world is the only way of seeing the world. And the old philosophy of anger is a form of ignorance um, is largely true because maybe the person that cut you off in traffic is rushing to take their child to the hospital. Yet it's difficult to see that person's perspective when we're angry about being cut off in traffic. And so the idea is to build the muscle of empathy and emotional regulation so that you can effortlessly give the grace of empathy and understanding uh, despite the plight of, of that particular person. It's just like, to be honest with you, it's, it's just like being a, it's just a Christian yeah <laughs> it's just like it's you you're looking you're trying to look through like I, when i when i um, I've, I've given this analogy i'm going down i-69 and i see a really bad accident and so the, the christian like the the flesh in me is mad because i'm sitting in traffic and it's not moving and i got an appointment but then what allowed like the the christian in me what it allows me to do is see that and understand that that is me my wife is getting a really bad phone call about me. And so by me being able to put myself in that person's shoes, that takes the sting out of me sitting in that traffic. The, and the anxiety is the, that, that, that discomfort and like from me being mad because this guy's got the worst day of his life and I'm mad because I'm inconvenienced. So that's how I'm able to like do ninja jujitsu and like, I'm not mad. Like, that I could be that guy. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, it's um, the idea of um, the actual root uh, principles and fundamentals of Christianity as a as a good example of that. Um, it gets it gets oftentimes conflated right in the rules and religion of of Christianity. And lastly, I want to um, highlight on the last thing that Lisa Barra talks about with empathy, and that is um, our brains continuously trying to guess other people's thoughts and feelings. And we usually forget that we're just guessing what other people are thinking and feeling. And so the best way to prevent this is to ask rather than to make assumptions. We take shortcuts. Yeah. We take shortcuts based on my experience. This is what happens. And so then based on that, this is how I'm going to react. But then is that the cause of the outcome or is it because of the way we come at it? Is it the chicken or the egg? That's right. Talking about that. Yeah, that's right. And so asking <laughs> is the best way to prevent making assumptions, right? Is ask powerful questions. And then lastly, she says, appreciate nature daily. It is a great reminder uh, that your problems are small. Learning about about nature, learning about um, the universe or things that uh, maybe are topics that are so wildly complex and, and beyond comprehension oftentimes is a great reminder that our problems are truly small and inconsequential in the great ecosystem of life.